Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I was preaching in Gladstone last weekend. And thanks for your prayers. God was so good. We saw the Spirit of God touch lots of hearts and lives. And uh, one young man walked into church, came with a friend, never been in church in his life. He came at the front, gave his heart to Jesus. Another one later got filled with the Spirit. Another guy at night time and the dad was there weeping over him. He'd been praying for him for decades and he walked into church and gave his heart to Jesus. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God's at work. Today, he wants to reach into your heart and uh, life. I want to look at uh, Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 5. Some of you know this, you sing it off by heart. And uh, Emma sang that song today, Light of the World, You Step Down Into Darkness. Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but, thank God for the but, But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. That's a great word for anyone who's got family members who are not yet following Jesus. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. Wow, isn't it awesome when you're bursting and your heart's just overflowing with love and thanksgiving. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. That's a great promise as well, hey? And we believe for God's provision. Someone sent me an email the other day, said, 2020, a year of plenty. I like that one. I like that one. Overflow, provision, breakthrough. And uh, next Sunday morning, we'll be sharing an exciting update on our Home for the Harvest. We've met with the architects this week, and there's a whole lot of stuff happening. So don't miss next Sunday morning, and we'll update some of the exciting themes for our year in the church. And God's stirring, stirring us up. Look at this full house today. It's great to see you all here. So many new people moving to Harvey Bay. What a great place to live. Hey, welcome. If you're uh, new in town, it's great to have you here. And it's a joy. Let's read it in the Passion. It says, Rise up in splendor and be radiant. For your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. It comes to us, upon us, and then it flows out of us. And that's what I want to talk about today. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Then he says, you're the light of the world. And today, God's saying, rise up and live in the overflow. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nations. That sounds like right now what's happening around our world. Coronavirus and all the fear that's attached to that and uh, the bushfires and trauma and need everywhere we go personally and across the nations. There is darkness and there is thick darkness and there is fear gripping multiplied millions of people across the earth today and that's what's happening but the light of Jesus has come the glory of the Lord has arisen 
I read this verse a few years ago and I remember the Holy Spirit one morning in prayer spoke to me so clearly. He said, light is going to rise and darkness is going to increase. Which one are you going to focus on? That's what the Holy Spirit asked me the question. I said very clearly, I'm going to focus on the light. I'm not going to ignore the darkness because we need to minister and live into it. But if you focus on it, fear discouragement you lose your energy and purpose and you just get overwhelmed that's what darkness and fear will do to you but here we're stirred up to arise it goes but Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day lift up your eyes higher the Spirit of God says, lift up your eyes higher. Don't be looking down. When we were praising the Lord earlier, I saw people's heads getting lifted up to look up. Because when darkness and fear comes, you're looking down. You're looking in. You're thinking, oh, we can't do this. How are we going to make it through? But when you start to praise God, your head gets lifted higher. You start to lift and look above the darkness. You start to look above all the pain and trauma because you see the glory of God and His presence come over your life. And I say, as you praise, let me tell you, your heads are going to get lifted up. You're going to lift your eyes higher. You're going to look at what could be and what will be, not what might be if the enemy rules your life. And there are people that are wrestle, wrestle with addiction and strongholds and fear. And God says, come on, as you praise me, you will start to lift your heads and your eyes higher. And when you look up, all of a sudden everything changes. When you're looking down or looking in, you'll be overwhelmed by darkness and fear. When you look around and you see all the fear on the news and the trauma and everything that's going on, it is sad and dark days and it was prophetically said that's what would happen in this time so let's not be surprised by it but don't be overwhelmed by it because God's called you and I individually churches like ours all over the world to arise and be sources of light that's going to push back the darkness I've learned that darkness is no match for the light I've never yet gone into a room and turned on the light switch and I've heard darkness saying I'm not leaving I'm not leaving Within a split second, the light's on because light's way more powerful than darkness. But if you don't know that and you don't turn the switch on of praise and focusing on Jesus, you'll live in shadows or darkness. There's way too many believers living in shadows. We don't have to live in shadows. We need to live in the light of Jesus Christ. And it says, arise, arise and shine. It goes on and says, look all around you and believe. For your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, eager to come back to you. Wow, what a beautiful promise that is. I believe that's for our natural sons and daughters. It's for our spiritual sons and daughters. Some of you have sown seeds in kids' ministry or youth or you've led people to Jesus. Now some of them are still wrestling and have wandered away. The Spirit of God says they're going to come back. Bring them back, Lord. Bring them back, Lord. It says just believe and you will see them come back. Call them back in Jesus' name. Every Friday morning in prayer, I call back those who once knew Jesus, those who once attended this church. Every, son, every Friday morning, I say, God, bring them back. Call them back. And I do it by my spirit and I'm looking and believing to see them come back every week. And if we all do that together, thousands are going to return or come into the kingdom that have never heard the good news. 
Come on, let's lift our hearts and our voices. Let's declare it. Let, it says believe. You've got to believe to see. What you see in the Spirit, you can have. It will come to pass. That's what faith is. So as you praise and worship and pray, you start to see as God sees. You don't see with the natural eye only. You see with the spiritual eye. It says, watch as they all gather. I love that you've got to watch, expecting it. So we say, well, it's been decades. They still haven't come back. While people are still breathing, there's life. There's life. And Jesus is at work. Then you will understand and be radiant. Your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy. The fullness of the sea will flow to you and the wealth of the nations will be transferred to you. Wow. Now, those who know their scripture, this was written prophetically about Jerusalem or Zion. But as in many of the promises and prophecies in Isaiah and other parts of scripture, it can be applied also to Christians and the new covenant and the body of Christ. And that's very clear from how Jesus brought the new covenant because the Old Testament was a shadow and a picture of what was going to come even more so in the new covenant. And so we can live it. I like that it says arise and shine. They're both action words. Not sitting around. If you've got to rise, you've got to get up. You've got to jump up out of the place you're sitting or have been overwhelmed. God's saying, come on, this 2020, let's arise in our spirits. Let's arise in our expectation. You can't stay where you are, otherwise you'll receive the rewards of staying where you are. But if there's faith and say, I'm going to arise, I'm going to make a few changes. Sometimes it might be just one or two changes in your life that can cause you to arise. We're uh, 24-7 prayer starts this week. Some of you have signed up for a half hour of prayer. Come on, arise. Arise. Why don't some of you take the step and do 40 minutes instead of 30 minutes? That's arising. You just take an extra 10 minutes. Some of us over the next three weeks, um, you would have got an email. Uh, we're joining with Christians all over Australia in a 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's arising. For some of you, you're working flat out, so you can't do without food. But how about you switch the TV off for the next three weeks? Or how about you drop social media for three days of the week? Or how about, oh, that's a, oh, that was a bit of one. How about you do without coffee for three weeks? Uh-oh, I'm getting in trouble now. I don't drink coffee, so that's an easy one for me to give up. And in fasting, you're not trying to twist God's arm. You're just giving a focus and some extra time for God's kingdom. That's what you're doing. It's not like we heard today, God's not unwilling, he's able and willing, but as Troy shared, we've got to be in a place where we can see and receive and let it flow through us. So I encourage you over the next three weeks, why don't you take and sh change one or two things? Maybe you just do without desserts or something that you really love for three weeks. You, give, you get up 10 minutes earlier and just put on the worship music for an extra 10 minutes each morning. Make some shift or you, if you've uh, got time, put an extra 10 minutes into, into study of the word of God and see what will happen. Set yourself a goal and read two books of the Bible in the next three weeks and see what happens in your soul. Sometimes it's just a little shift that will make a big thing. We think, oh, I couldn't do three weeks of prayer and fasting. That's just too big, so we put it in a too hard basket. I've learned little steps, one or two degrees, Atomic Habits, I've read that book where you just make one or two little changes in your life and that can lead to a whole big difference 12 months down the track. And I believe God says, arise. Come on, let's arise out of where we are to another step, another place of believing and breakthrough. Then it says shine. 
How do you shine? Shine talks about light. And I've learned that if you want to have light happening, you've got to have a source of power. You've got to have a source of power if you want light. Then you also need to have a connector to that power. And then you need a switch to turn it on. Wow, and you can add what that looks like for you. The source of power is God and his awesome spirit and the power of Jesus Christ and the word of the Lord. There is so much power available to us. You need to be connected. You stay connected through our worship, through praise, through prayer, through the word of God by serving and doing. And the switch is a believing and a faith and an expectation. Some people have got all the others, but they forget to flick the switch. And they complain, it's so dark in here. There's shadows everywhere. We'll turn the light on. Don't be a Christian that keeps complaining about the darkness. Just turn some more lights on. Let our lives so shine that darkness flees. Don't keep complaining. Oh, it's terrible what's happening. Mary Lynn preached a great sermon last Sunday on the great south land of the Holy Spirit to know our identity and who we are as Christians in this nation. And we've got to keep turning the light on and letting his love flow and speaking out who we are and who God is. And let me tell you, darkness has to flee. It can't hang around when the light is turned on. And for some of us, we've got to change our perspective and think. We've got to awaken. We've got to step up. Some of us have to speak up and change the confession over your heart and your life. I love Psalm 57, verse um, 8. It says, Awake, O my soul, with the music of his splendor song. Arise, my soul, and sing his praises. My worship will awaken the dawn, greeting the daybreak with my songs of praise. And all the early risers say, Yeah! And all the late risers say, Oh, God, that's a miracle. That will be a miracle. <laughs> I know, I've seen that. Some of them, oh, I love those verses because they're early risers. Those that their eyes don't open till seven and then their mind doesn't click in till ten. That's really hard for them to do it at dawn, eh? But God knows your time clock and your body clock. Fit it in wherever it fits. Some people do it at night because they're, getting, they're starting their day at night and then just having a sleep before they actually get into action. So it's okay. Whatever works for you. <laughs> I love it. It says, awake and arise and praise and worship. And we shared a couple of weeks ago on the power of praise to break the atmosphere. And I believe this morning, it's just the atmosphere shifts and changes. You can't be in a positive, faithful atmosphere like this without hope arising in your soul. You can't go out of here being the same. And you can do that every day in your life by the praise and the worship of the atmosphere. To shine, the word means to be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. Wow, so many of us see darkness, oh, all the things you're still wrestling through and all the things you haven't got sorted out and we compare ourselves with some other godly saint and we think, well, I, I, I can't do that. And so we put ourselves down. But you've got to see the presence of Jesus rising in you and through you. Look at what he's doing, not what he hasn't done yet, because I've learned God is willing and able. And even when you don't feel it, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Oh, because God is at work. He's the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper. And his love is pushing us forward. 
But you've got to see it because that's the switch. You see it and believe it and speak it. And that's the switch that brings the light to increase. You say, well, I don't feel like it. Well, I've learned I don't live on feelings. They're important because they give you connectors to people and the world, but they don't have to rule you. It's a choice. It's a work of God's grace. Break forth with the light of a new day. So the switch can be the faith, the trust, your words. And you need your light to be seen. Ephesians 5.27 says, All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant. That sounds like light. Beautiful and holy without fault or flaw. Wow, look around the church. There's still a few of us haven't quite made it there yet. But the Spirit of God's changing us from glory to glory. He flows through your humanity, our strengths, our weaknesses, our personalities, our experience, the good, the bad and the ugly. He turns it for good and we are connectors with, we are God with skin on in this world by His Spirit. And I preached about Gideon a few weeks ago, how God puts him on like a glove and he flows through you and I. He doesn't cancel out your personality. He redeems it and makes it live. And so your creativity, your hospitality, your ability to solve things, they are all gifts of God. Your mercy, the way you connect with broken people, they are gifts of God that are shining his love to a broken and hurting world. And I thank God for this church that is full of generosity, full of people that have learnt to serve and not look to be served. Hey, don't come asking what the church can do for you. What can I do for Jesus? And in the process, your needs will get met. I've learned a long time ago, don't be looking just for someone to look after. Number one, if you look after God and others, you watch. He'll make sure your needs get met in the journey with, a, with the grace and the wisdom along our lives. The Greek word for radiance is endoxus, can also mean gorgeous, honorable, esteemed, splendor, or infused with glory. This is what Christ's love will do for you. There's some beautiful words there, hey? You're not ugly. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You're radiant. Hey, some of you need to start confessing it over yourself and over your kids and over your grandkids and over your workmates that are just hard to get along with. Hey, start confessing. Hey, God, there's some beautiful treasure in there. It's a little while to find them, but we're going to keep digging until we find them. God, let us flow. Applying Isaiah 61 and 2 to the church, we see Jesus as the light that shines upon us and the light of the church shining upon the nations. Luke 8, 12, then Jesus said, I am light to the world and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light and they will never walk in darkness. Wow. You say, well, hold on, I've had some dark periods in my life. Yes, we do. But you don't stay there and you don't get overwhelmed by it for long. All of us get caught and overwhelmed for short periods of time, but it says you don't have to walk in darkness. The Greek word is a double negative emphatically saying never, no, never. Wow. We've got to listen to the word of God. Jesus said, never, no, never will you have to stay and live in darkness. We can choose by our own sinful attitudes and choices to slip into shadows or don't, but you don't have to stay there because God says you don't have to live there. 
I'm the light of the world. The Aramaic is, they will never be driven or pushed by the darkness. Wow, that's a good thought, eh? You don't have to be led or driven or pushed by darkness into things. And we've sometimes said, oh, the devil made me do it. He gets blamed for a whole lot of stuff that he didn't even do. You don't have to be pushed or led into darkness. You can live in the light of his presence. Jesus, I am the light of the world. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who said, let brilliant light shine out of darkness, is the one who has cascaded his light into us, the brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. Wow, that's what worship and praise does. There's a beautiful verse in Psalms that says, when I awake, I will be like him. It's like when you worship and praise, you become like who you honour and focus on. Wow. Because the cascading light has cascaded into our souls. Paul helps to understand that light is both literal and a metaphor for spiritual revelation. And shows that the creation narrative provides it with an allegory pointing to the experience of new birth in Jesus Christ. Light is often seen as a biblical metaphor for understanding and revelation. Let me illustrate it. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination or your heart, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. So light, when Bible talks about light, often talks about revelation and understanding. So it's like when you, I remember at school sometimes, you'd have a brilliant teacher and they wouldn't just tell you the answer, they'd lead you to discover the answer. And I remember moments where I had teachers that would take us on this journey and all of a sudden it's like the light shone and think, I got it. I now know why that maths puzzle works. And all, you'd never ever forget what you discover by revelation. The wisest teachers and parents don't just tell people, they help them discover it. Because it's, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit does with us all the time. He doesn't just tell us the answer. He'll take you on a journey by people, experiences, sermons, um, worship, uh, songs. And all of a sudden you think, yes, I now get how much God's grace is pouring to my life. I now get how God can turn all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. It's like a journey. And for some of us it takes days, weeks, months, years, some of us decades, and some of us need a couple of lifetimes to get there. But we don't have that opportunity. But I just thank God that when the light shines, it's like everything shifts. Over the last 10 or so years, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me more and more clearly. And it's like a light just coming in. Often it happens in prayer. Sometimes it happens when I'm in the Word. Sometimes it happens when I'm praying for someone and the Spirit of God flows through me and touches them. I think, now I get how you bring healing to that aspect of someone's life. Because it just happened in front of me as we were praying. Sometimes in a song. You sing a song a hundred times and all of a sudden the next time you're singing it's like it explodes in your heart and say, I get it. I now see what the glory of God means. We've sung about it for years and now all of a sudden it bursts forth and you see it and you feel it in the spirit. God's calling us to arise and shine for the light has come. Secondly, you're the light. 
It's nice to think Jesus is a light. That's awesome. Wow, just shine, Jesus. Then he, then he messes it all up in Matthew 5, 14 and says, Your lives light up the world. You're the light of the world. Let others see your light from a distance, for how can you hide a city with that stands at a, on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's a place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Wow, you are the light of the world because the true light from heaven has come and lives in you by His Spirit. So we are the light of the world. When you walk into a place, things should shift. You say, well, I'm not that special. Well, you are because Christ lives within you. And what Mary Lynn said about Pat Klossie, that was it was the most amazing funeral I think I've ever done in my life. The atmosphere in that room was electric. It was about 125 degrees and we just about melted. But as soon as it would speak any words of her life, there'd be this murmur and response to the whole crowd saying, yeah, that's what she was like. It was just absolutely, it was like a praise and worship service in this funeral. I just was un- <laughs> overwhelmed by it. But I thought, wow, a life lived for, for all those years. And she had a challenging life where there was a lot of darkness around her. A lot of darkness around her family and her world. But she just learnt to shine Jesus in the middle of it. And there's hundreds of people who <coughs> were impacted by her life because she learnt that she was the light of the world. Her hospitality and generosity and kindness and welcoming of people shone into so many hearts and she could have easily settled for less, but she didn't because she learnt to love and be light. She understood that Jesus flowed through her. John 1, John, John 1, 4 and 5 says, In him was life and that light was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We are too easily intimidated by the lies of the enemy, by the spirit of this world, by the social media, by the news. We are too easily intimidated and we quickly forget who we really are and the power that is in the kingdom of God. We cannot let darkness shape our awareness of the heavenly atmosphere that dwells in us and upon us. Are you more aware of the darkness around us Or are we more aware of the Holy Spirit resting upon us? The one who rests upon us is the solution to the darkness around us. The personal church who lives aware of the Holy Spirit's empowering presence is a constant threat to darkness. Wow. Because in reality, darkness is an entity, but at the bottom line, it's actually the absence of light. Wow. Have a think about that. So when there's darkness, it means there's more light just required. And yes, it is a real force. And the enemy does attack and there are schemes. But we often get too fascinated with his power when he's been totally defeated on the cross. He has been totally defeated. And the Spirit of God lives within you. Light and darkness are both increasing. Fear is a tool of the enemy to get our eyes off Jesus and onto darkness and negativity. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Wow. People say, I've got no self-control. I said, 
You might have a battle in there, but stop confessing that because the Word of God says my spirit's going to work in you and you will get self-control. We're going to change how we speak about ourselves and other people. We're going to declare the Word of truth because truth is light that breaks through. God said, let there be light. And the light was created. The words of truth of spoken create light. So when you speak the word of the Lord, you're actually pushing back darkness and releasing light into your world and your mind and your situation. You understand how powerful this is? This is the creative word of truth that as we speak it, sing it, declare it and hold on to it, you are actually creating light where there's been darkness. That is the power of what we do when we praise. We are helping bring light across our city. I've noticed... For many years now, wherever I preach in another town, if I find even just one church in that town that knows how to praise and worship like we do, there's a different atmosphere in that town. Regardless of everything else that might be going on in that city or town, when there's at least one group of people, and if there's more of them, awesome, that there's a shifting of the atmosphere and people are getting saved in that town. Let me tell you, it is very powerful because words are the source of how light is produced. Oh, God, help us to get a hold of this. Lord, help us to understand the power of it. So when you pray, when you declare the promise of God, when you praise Him and worship Him, you're releasing light into the atmosphere. You're releasing light into your own soul. That's why you feel good after you praise and worship. It's not a feel-good thing, but you get the overflow because light and freedom has now broken loose more over your soul. That's why the devil tries to stop us doing it. Oh, God. We cannot let darkness shape our awareness of the heavenly atmosphere that dwells upon us. The greatest threat to the increase of darkness is our ability to shut it down by saying, no, you do not deserve my attention and my awareness. This is where your victory begins. It's not a call to pretend like darkness does not exist. Instead, it's a, to treat darkness appropriately that is a space that is destined to be transformed by the light we carry. That's the truth. Don't deny it's darkness is around. We can see all the brokenness and needs all around us. But we don't have to be overwhelmed and say that can't change. By the presence of Jesus in you and by your words and your kind deeds and your generosity and your love and the prayers of agreement, you are shifting the darkness for light to live there. Wow. 1 John 4, 4 says, Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater than the one who is in the world. Greater is he that's within us than he that is in the world. The enemy will try and get you thinking, well, I can't overcome. You might need your own intellect or ability, but if the Spirit of God's within you, you have all that you need. And he will show you what you need to do in the natural, in the relationships, in your workplace. It says, you'll conquer them. That is the Antichrist or those spirits and people who deny that Jesus is the Christ. And he says, who you have overcome, you're greater than one who is in the world. That is the devil. We have the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the favor of God and Jesus Christ. Within us is more than enough power to overcome the evil that is in this world. John uses the word world or cosmos in the Greek more than any other New Testament writer. 104 times he uses it to convey the concept of this world system or world order. One could describe it as the culture of this world. So Christ in you can push back and change the culture around us. Otherwise, the culture of this world will overwhelm us 
and conform it to its image. And we've seen that shift happen in families and relationships and, and marriages and, and honesty and integrity and so many areas where the culture of the world has just slowly conformed us to its image. We've got to arise and let that be shifted the other way by God's Spirit. And you say, well, it can't change. Yes, it can. It can. There are nations around the world that are now starting to roll back some of the things that we thought could never change. The Spirit of God is starting to push stuff back and change by the power of Jesus Christ. Romans 12, 1 and 2, last scripture as the worship team come. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvellous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Wow. I want to encourage you today. God's told us to arise and shine. Why? Because His light has come. Jesus has already come. The Holy Spirit within us is pushing back the darkness. And we have a choice every day to arise within our soul. I heard the story of a little boy that was getting bullied at school. He was only a little short guy. And one day something changed. He went to school with a new resolve. He said, I might be only small on the outside, but let me tell you, I'm standing up on the inside. And I love that. And those big bullies started to, they saw the look in his eye, thought, well, we better treat this kid with a bit more respect. Because they didn't know if he had three big brothers that were going to come around the corner and sort him out. Let me tell you, Jesus says, I'm not ashamed to call you my brother and sister. If you're in a tight spot, the devil's lying to you, just reach out to Jesus because he's your big brother. That's what the word says. That's not disrespectful. It's a reality of relationship through Christ and his grace. So why do you let the enemy push you around? Arise on the inside. I'm standing up on the inside. I don't have all the answers yet, but I'm not bowing down. I'm standing up on the inside. And there's a stirring across our nation and the body of Christ in this nation is going to arise and you watch the light shine and there are going to be many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are going to come into the kingdom of God these next few years because the church is going to arise. It's going to arise. It's going to learn to shout hallelujah and live out the kingdom of God's promises the way that the Holy Spirit has called us. Arise, shine, and your light has come. It's not coming, it's already come. It's already come, it's here by your spirit. Let's stand in his presence right now. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.